Bot Pizza Van. Hey, it's Robot Pizza Van. My name's Offroad, and I look over the internet and find all the the weird, unusual news stories, and I read them. I go through all the trouble of reading the whole thing, top to bottom, front to back, left to right. And then I tell you guys about it. Make it a lot easier, save you the time. That's what it's all about, is saving time. S-O-T, I'm gonna abbreviate that. That's gonna save a little time right there. Except that I had to explain it, but I only had to explain it once and then S-O-T, right? So this week I got all kinds of stories. Uh, Rather than give you a summary, I'm just going to jump right into the first story. We'll just go through them in uh, the order that I've got them piled into this stack of papers. This first story is about the world's smelliest fruit. All right. These two durian fruit, they sold for almost $1,000 each in Indonesia. The fruit, it looks like a big spiky basketball. Uh, People describe the smell of the fruit as really bad. And one man in particular said, yuck. These two fruit, they were a particularly rare variety and extremely extra smelly. That's why the extra high price tag. I guess that's how we value things, is how bad it smells. I have some business ideas here. Smell-based ideas. On to the next story. They're not making those sweetheart candies this year for Valentine's Day. Remember those little heart-shaped candy? Kind of a piece of chalk. That's what they taste like. But on the candy, there's little sayings like, Be mine. Or kiss me. Or, I don't know, there there was some variety. Well, this year, 2019, we're not going to have any. The company, Neko the New England Confectionery Company, they went out of business last year. Uh, They make uh, some other candies, the Necco wafers. I don't know if you remember those. I actually liked those as a kid. That's how desperate I was for candy. It's just a thin wafer of chalk with a little bit of sugar, sugary chalk. It was a time of lowered expectations. They also made the Clark Bar. I don't remember that. Clark, it's kind of a formal name for a candy bar. It was like a secret identity, you know, like it's actually a super bar, but this is its meager disguise. No, no, I'm just uh, Mr. Clark bar. But uh, don't fret because Neko, it was actually bought by an investment group who then flipped it and sold it to Spangler Candy. They're going to make these sweetheart candies next year, but they didn't have time. It was so late in the year that they bought, they acquired this asset. Uh, they didn't have time to make the candies. So next year, we're going to have to wait. I bet you can buy some, maybe some black market sweethearts. Careful, though. You might make sure you read all the slogans. You don't get any subversive confectionery. The sweetheart candies, they make $1.8 billion in sales annually on these sweetheart candies. That's what they're, that's what they're losing out on this year. Hmm. All right, I got another story here. Remember Smash Mouth from the 90s? They've got a hotline. They will play the song All-Star 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh, I could abbreviate that, 24-7. 
You're saving a lot of time there. So I'm going to dial the number here. This is the Smash Mouth Hotline, 830-476-5664. Somebody wants to me yeah. the world is going to No kidding, it really is. So I read this is on loop. Anytime you want to call it, the number again, 830-476-5664. The Twitter user, Kyle Kelly Yonner. He set this up. Twitter user. All right, all right. That's a song. That's a thing. You know, cheer you up. Or you could use it to prove a point. They were suggesting you could use the number as like a a decoy number. If someone asks for your phone number, you give them this. Oh, that would be funny. It's kind of a Rick Roll. Oh, I'd like a Rick Roll hotline. Hmm. Can we make that happen? Can someone do that? Can I do that? All right, another story in the news that I thought was unusual. This is in the technology department. And I read this article and I really tried to understand it. (laughs) So let me tell you about what I figured out here. Converting Wi-Fi signals to electricity. So these researchers at MIT, they published a study. It demonstrated a device that converts electromagnetic waves like the ones that are in Wi-Fi signals, you know, the Wi-Fi I got in my house for the internet. It converts that kind of signal into electricity. So I can have this device that has no batteries, like a cell phone or my computer or, I don't know, I mean, whatever you can think of that normally has batteries. Instead of that, it's got this receiver that turns Wi-Fi into electricity. So now I can broadcast electricity out into the world. So this device powers, you know, anything electrical. You could put it, I could put this on my electric car, my electric airplane, my electric razor. We could have wireless transmission of electricity. So forget about batteries. We're not going to need batteries so much anymore. Throw away your batteries. So uh, speaking of news, here's another news story. This guy at Santa Cruz, at UC Santa Cruz, he says that self-driving cars, they're going to cruise. They're going to cruise the streets to avoid paying for parking. So it's cheaper to drive than to park in downtown areas. You know, the price of your gas, I guess, is cheaper than parking. And even worse, it's cheaper to drive very slowly. I guess it's more efficient on your gas. So this guy at UC... He's imagining a future with some self-driving cars, which we see coming up. I can imagine that, self-driving cars. And while we're not using them, they're just going to be cruising around the streets, slowly circling the blocks, waiting for somebody to need them. Maybe rent them by the hour, or maybe it's like an Uber thing, or maybe it's my own car. I'll have it drive around the block over and over and over again until I get out of the movie. But it's going to go very slowly. This guy says if you get about 2,000 cars driving around in San Francisco, for instance, you know, it could bring the general traffic to a grinding two miles an hour or less. Autonomous cars. I've been seeing these things in downtown Berkeley. 
these little, they look like a ice cooler, but with wheels, and there's a digital face on the front of it. So this little ice cooler is rolling around on its wheels, little digital face looking at me, smiling, it's cute. And I think it says stuff, and it just, it's delivering things, or it's a prototype. They're testing it out. It's been a few months I've been seeing this, at least a few months. And they're autonomous. These things are going on their own, delivering something to an address. They'll stop at the stop sign. I mean, the crosswalk, waiting for the traffic. I'm not sure how they gauge that. Sometimes I'll see one just in the middle of the sidewalk, stuck there or just sitting there. I'm not sure what they're doing, what the little robot's doing. I'm not sure. This is the future. Little robots, self-driving cars. I think they got the hoverboard technology. I was just thinking, you know, because that's something we've always wanted ever since the movie Back to the Future where you had the hovering skateboard. That was a that was a promise of a wonderful future that we would have, hovering skateboards, among other things. And I think getting a hovering skateboard would be a symbol of accomplishment. But I see now with these hovering, what are these, these drones, you can get a real cheap drone. And I, and I saw that... They're using that same fan technology that these drones use, but using them in large scale for like a motorcycle. So now you've got a drone that a guy can sit on and fly it around like a motorcycle. Well, what about the size of the small drone and the motorcycle drone? In between there is maybe a skateboard size. It doesn't have to lift me in the air. It just keep me off the ground a couple inches. I want to see this happen. I know, I know it, this has been talked about a lot, but all right story that's what we're here about let's do another story chitan i'm going to pronounce it like that it's c-h-i-i-t-a-n so last year susaki this is a city in japan they named a real celebrity otter to be its tourism ambassador then they got someone in an otter costume to appear in public and videos it's one of those mascot costumes with the giant oversized head. The prob, a short for problem. The prob is that Susaki already had a costumed mascot of a different kind of otter, this river otter. That's how the story presented it. That's not really what the problem is. The problem is, is this new otter mascot, he's doing a lot of these videos that are things that are like stunts and kind of goofy pranks. It's like kind of, I remember Jackass, how they do like crazy stunts. Like he's wearing this mascot outfit with the giant head and he gets on a treadmill. And of course he can't keep up with the treadmill. So slam, boing, boing, his head bounces on the treadmill and it looks funny. Is that funny? It is funny. (laughs) There's one where, what's the title of that video? It says, this is the title of the video, one of the videos, Chitan is going to visit your house. And so the video is, he's the giant mascot with a big head and he's in a locker room and, and Chitan's opening one of the lockers. He pulls out a baseball bat out of the locker and he kind of hikes up the costume a little bit and slips the bat, hides it into his costume. And I guess it's implied, I'm taking it that he's coming to my house, he's going to beat me with the bat. Which I'm reaching over to check and make sure the door's locked. All right. So this whole thing is endorsed by the city. This, this crazy stunt 
edgy, this edgy mascot, edgy otter. All right, let me see if one of these, one of the sounds on the soundboard could be sort of a segue to the next. All right, Google Assistant. Remember Google Assistant? That's the little device. I talk to it. I ask it questions, and it'll look on the internet and try to find an answer, and then it'll tell me the answer. It'll speak to me and tell me the answer. Google India tweeted asking Google Assistant users. They asked, uh, why, do, why do you guys ask Google Assistant to marry you guys? Can I phrase that again? Can I, can I do that over again? Did that make sense? Huh. Google India, they tweeted, asking users of Google Assistant. They're asking people that use Google Assistant. They said, why do you, why do you guys ask Google Assistant to marry you so much? I guess they, that's a popular question that people ask Google Assistant. Will you marry me? And that's, they thought they were being clever tweeting that out. And a lot of people on Twitter came back with jokes funny jokes. Uh, my favorite response was the ones that pointed out that someone must be monitoring what people personally say to the Google assistant. Although personally, oh, although personally I'm on the other side of the issue, I'm trying to get people to listen to me. I'm like, I got this microphone at least. How many other microphones are in the room? All right. What, uh, oh, here's a really confusing, complicated technical story. These engineers, they figured out how to translate brain signals into speech. What? Yeah. The Zuckerman Institute. Zuckerman? Any relation? I don't know. This is at Columbia University. They have been working on a system. It looks at someone's thoughts and turns it into speech. So they hooked up some people who had epilepsy. These people were there. They're going to have brain surgery anyway for their epilepsy. So while they, while they were in there, they did a little research and they looked at the brain waves while the person listened to particular sentences spoken out loud. They measured their brain's activity and they used this to train a vocoder. That's uh, you know, like in the computers, it'll talk sounds like a voice. So that's the vocoder. They got that figured out how they can make it sound like words, right? So they train it with this, what they've learned from the brain activity. This brain activity equals this word. I assume that's what it means. The article puts this whole thing as like a benefit to people who might have a, who can't speak because of like a disability but I think this has some further implications. You know, if it can learn what my brain waves literally, what words they represent, different brain wave patterns, then everyone could read my mind, then they could read my mind just like I can. I mean, I could read their mind, that, uh, but I don't want them reading my mind. I didn't mention I could read people's mind. Oh. It's probably not that important anyway. Not that interesting. Okay, now uh, we're getting near the end. I got a bunch of headlines. These are headlines that explain the entire story. This is a segment I do occasionally. Sometimes the headlines will explain the entire story. Um, 
Here's one. City bans crime during cold weather. We had this really freezing weather recently. I guess that's the maybe the only thing I'd have to explain about that one. Here's another headline that explains the whole story. A banker shows up dressed as Spider-Man and the last day of work. I mean, what else do you need to know? He's a banker. So this is at a bank. This is his last day of work. All right, here's another headline. We don't need any details, just the headline here. Customer at British clothing store finds a human bone inside a pair of socks that they bought. Um, You know, I read the story. It doesn't really tell you anything else. There's a lot more I'd like to know about these stories, but there's nothing more in the story. This headline is it. That's all we find out is someone found a bone inside some socks. That's it. What, where, when? That's a, you know, that's how they do the news reporting. How, what, where, when, who, why? You know, all one-word questions. Any sort of one-word question. Ah, here's another headline. Marathon runner finds lost puppy and carries it 19 miles to the finish line. Oh, here's a spoiler. I'll, I'll give you one little detail is that she does adopt the dog afterwards. I don't know what she placed in the marathon, though. I'm not sure. Well, that's like, what else? You know, I ran a marathon. It wasn't a long marathon. Uh, and I wasn't in a hurry. I didn't have anywhere to be. <laughs> so I took my time. And the thing, it was boring. I was bored, bored out of my mind. If I had a puppy to pass the time, right? I might do more marathons in the future. Here's another headline. Something mysterious is blocking vehicle key fobs from working in a small town grocery parking lot. Just the parking lot? That's all. You know what a fob is? Everybody's got them on their new cars now. When you want to unlock your car or turn off the alarm, you you got the little hooked up to my keychain. There's a little button and go, and then the car goes, scares the hell out of the person walking right next to it. And I did the little bleep from 30 feet away. Scared the hell out of them. Man, I love doing that. That's it. That's all the headlines. I got another segment. Sometimes I'll write tweets, try to write jokes. But I got some that I'm working on. They're not fully fleshed out. I haven't put them on there yet. So maybe I'll give you guys a peek at some of the tweets I've been working on. Oh, here's one of them. I got a couple here. Dust is a blanket to keep old things warm. Yeah. (laughs) All right, all right. Here's another one, because I'll set this one up a little bit. I'm not sure how this is going to work out as a tweet, because i got to set this up. I'm constantly seeing all quotes from famous people. And I've heard that half the time, it's not really a quote from that person. Einstein never said, Velcro shoes are better than lace shoes. Einstein never said that. Why would he even have said that? It has nothing to do with anything about his personality. I don't understand. Or other quotes seem like that person would have said it, but they never said it. So here's my tweet. I don't believe quotes from famous people. And I've attributed to Einstein, Mark Twain, Groucho Marx, and Ronald Reagan. I'll work on those a little. And, oh, these guys, they did a shout out for me on their show because I followed this I followed this other podcast. I followed their Twitter account. 
And they did a shout out on their show. They called me Robert Pizza Van. Oh, here they are. Robert Pizza Van. No, Robot. Robert Robot. The Ro- Robert Pizza Van. That's a different thing. That's something I, I, I could see something there. There's something there. <laughs> anyway, so I went and checked these guys out. They told me they were going to shout out. Give me a shout out. I guess that's where they shout out loud. They didn't shout. But they did say, they did mention my name, Robert Pizza Van. Mr. Robert Pizza. I didn't go to Mr. School for two years to be called. <laughs> so I listened to their podcast and I like it. I think it was, it's two women, they're talking to each other. I liked it and it was a true crime. It seemed like true crime, right? They're called Wait, comma, What? That's what with three A's. Wait, comma, what? And then to be even more confusing, their handle on Twitter is at what? Wait, that's the opposite. The what still has three A's. There's no comma. Uh So there, I shouted out back. Let me, ah, there. There's some shouting out. Uh, but I did listen to your show and I liked it. Um, that is everything I've got this week. But if you want to hear more, go to robotpizzavan.com or you can follow me on Twitter at robotpizzavan. All right, I'm out of here. Ciao. Ciao.